This is JFM Podcast. back to the show if you're just listening or tuning in this is j101.9 fm and you're on to the show let's talk right here we just have Cavis properties and now web. let's move on to other issues surrounding the country i think one of the things that has been on the front burner has to be the kind of leaders that we have do we have good leaders governing us what are the what are the criterias for the kind of characters they should uh, or let me say values that they hold on to what are the things that shape or make them and what else should we be putting at the front burner when we're deciding or choosing our leaders and even after we choose them do they do things in favor of um in quote common man do they make friendly policies for for the people to be able to survive in a lot of questions here and then to help us do that we're joined by mr Adi Ugarba. i love you monitor and welcome to the show thanks for having me it's good to have you here well um it's it's been it's been a a whole lot for nigerians actually it's been a lot of talking a lot of crying a lot of national teeth and asking ourselves where did we get it how did we get it wrong or where did we get it wrong um what kind of leaders do we have who are not sensitive to the needs of the people the the one thing that a lot of people are crying about is the fact that uh we are currently in an economic um meltdown in quote and um you have um the head of um, or the senate's giving themselves suvs and all of that and nigerians are just wondering do they really think about us uh, for you mr Lugaba, before you start talking from an advocate point you are a nigerian how do you feel about all of this happening well with excruciating pains i think i'm going to put it this way uh to look at uh, our problems today it has to start this way from leadership bankruptcy to trust deficit from trust deficit to poor representation, from poor representation to harsh economic policies, mm. which is now boiling down to the masses who are bearing the brunt. When you look at, when you take a cozy look and uh, a cozy look at, and and look at uh, the the critical Nigerian situation today, honestly speaking, it's very pathetic. Mm. The masses are living in penury. Policies of government are not in favor of the people. The masses in, in court. Uh, most of the policies that have been put in place by the government are harsh economic policies. They are fantastic on paper, but when you look at it, uh, on how it's biting the masses, it is actually something mind-boggling and mind-blowing. So you see, we, we, we just have to change uh, our psyche and attitudes towards the leadership recruitment process. Because as it is like this, okay, let me give you an uh, example. Right. Look at what happened in the previous time, the cash swap. India have done it. We have seen how it works. You can't come with policies like this and you, don't, you have no martial out plans on how to ameliorate their sufferings. Let's take, for instance, the, uh, currency, uh, the cash crunch. They said swap. It is expected that when they are recouping their money, collecting your money, they are giving you back your money. But that is not the case in Nigeria. Honestly speaking, 
the masses has been thrown into a very serious uh, calamity. All right. Um, before Abiga continues, I just want to get your thinking. We were talking about characters of leaders. Yes. Um, yesterday, we saw interesting takes. Um, not yesterday, but yesterday, you know, sort of crowned in the House of Senate where some form emotions were off the ceiling. Some people walked off. We've also seen in the past where senators have come out to accuse other senators of them wanting to impeach them, you know, because they did not support the agenda. Now, with the recent happenings, especially with our legislative arms, in terms of the buhaha and the kind of things happening, we also saw recently that um, a House of Representatives will be getting SUVs of 130 million each. And if each person gets under 30 million, and we have 30, how many senators? We have 360 because you know, of yeah. course, you're representing, you know, the the different constituencies in Nigeria. If if we have all of this, what does it say first of how we select our leaders, and also what does it say of us as a people if we have leaders like this? You see, uh, the issue is that uh, it baffles me whenever I hear about how the National Assembly is working. You see, this paraphernalia of SUVs, they are buying for themselves. It's for official work, though, just so we know. Yeah, it's, it's more or less like replacing the love uh, of the people with the love of money. They don't, actually have, they don't actually have the interest of the people at heart. Why do you say that? What, I, that is what I'm saying. They don't have the interest of the because people Because they about, bought SUVs? Not because they bought... They deserve those SUVs. Okay. But when you look at the, the figures, it's quite humongous. Most especially at this critical time so what would, you, what, what would you rather have them do not get suvs at all no not i'm not saying that they should not have suvs okay you understand what i'm saying is that the cost of purchasing those suvs you is think you, you you think the price are bloated you think the price of suvs are bloated of course i was listening to news was it the day first today when toyota has shut down their uh, production plan because of, of one or two problems they had i get in it yeah so what do you expect there will be skyrocketing prices of all these things so let me tell you something. What what we what we need now is is how to alleviate poverty and then you understand make things easy for Nigerians. As uh, your colleague has rightly uh, alluded to, you understand they are supposed to be making friendly policies. Okay, um, my, 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 policies my, that are pocket friendly. What do you when you say pocket friendly? What exactly do you mean? When when a common man can afford the basic necessities of life. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to piggyback a bit, right? So um, you said that the government should make um, policies that are, um, you know, pocket-friendly. Yeah. Now, what policies have they made recently that you deem not pocket-friendly? But we also need to remember, why you answered the question, that we live in a, some would say, liberal economy, liberal, liberal capitalism, where the forces of demand and supply is what, you know, suggest the prices of things. That is why the Naira was floated, so that the forces of the market and the worth of the government would determine how much, things go for now if we walk by liberal capitalism and you say that they've given us um, policies are not pocket friendly which of these policies do you think are not pocket friendly and if you have other op- options opinions rather as to what would be a pocket friendly policy in respect to the ones you think have been bad for us okay this, uh, let's take a look at the recent uh, subsidy removal okay. on uh, prices of uh, petroleum product premium motor spirit for instance you know once there is increase in petrol Definitely, there will be hike in prices of goods and services. That's how it works. So when I hear people saying that the borders have been opened, yes, they have been opened. But once, once we don't 
once we don't look into uh, uh, the, what you just rightly said now, uh, the the, force, the price which demand market yes. forces, that's demand and supply, we'll never get it right, my brother. So what what, what would you go? So again, I'm, I'm I'm bringing you back to you said. Fuel subsidy removal. Now, yeah. the government's reason for removing fuel subsidy is that some of the reasons it said was, first, it wanted to throw the markets open so that we work in accordance with what happens in international markets. The government also made mention of the people or the, in the words, the forces behind the you know, fuel subsidy that, you know, that gains more from it than the average Nigerian. These were the reasons given. Now, if these reasons were given, which some people had said in the past, I don't know if you agree with that, that these reasons are good enough, why then are we saying you are not pocket friendly in a open market? The forces of demand and supply suggest the prices of things. In an open market, the government does not subsidize things for people again. I'm using the word open market because that is what the government sold to us. If this is what the government has said they want to do, why then are we complaining? Because the pros and cons of an open market is that first, demand and supply suggest the price. And the idea is that when demand and supply um, determines the price, it will lead to competition and competition will bring down the price. But again, if it's not working, is it the government's fault or we just don't have the necessary tools to match the demand and supply that you expect to have? Let me take you back in retrospect. Let's not live in pretense. In 2012, if you could recall vividly, President, former President Goodlord Jonathan wanted to remove this same fuel subsidy. Yes. Those who ad, who kick against it were same people who remove it without looking at it. But this economic changed. angle. Listen to me with rap attention. Okay. He was he saw the economic sabotage, the anonymous criminals feasting on our commonwealth. That's why he realized the need in his own wisdom that this thing should be removed. And remember that time, fuel was about to be sold for like hundred and forty-five naira, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Do you get me? And there was arrangement for palliative. You see, the issue is that you cannot come on board with this kind of things without proper martial plan on how to reduce the pains of Nigerians. As I speak to you now, Nigerians have been thrown into a very serious, harsh economic condition. Nigerians are suffering. So and until and unless we begin to hold our leaders responsible, and I think that line that you just said, holding our leaders responsible, I, I, I've, I've always had a problem with it because you, can, you say it, how then do they do it? I've said this on this program, not once, not twice, not thrice. I said until we begin to sign charter with them. Okay, on so-so date, we, this is what you said you are going to do. Uh, uh, on so-so time, on so-so year, when he fails to do that, we call him to order. Call him to order and tell him, okay, do you remember all these things we have signed into charter? Have you done them? But that you is know how we can vote them when, when we complain about our leaders, we are the same people who vote them into power. So what makes us different? Uh, very well, thank you. I think uh, we, the leadership issue starts from the household. Those, so how I have, do we have, fix yeah, it from the household? Yeah, I've seen a lot of people who cannot even control three heads in their own family, but will be throwing tantrums at those at the helm of affairs, mm. simply because they are there. But if, 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 if parliamentary or eventually they happen to be there, that's when they understand what it means to be a leader. No. Children's responsibilities is, is never an easy task. It's quite Herculean. Mm. We all know that. So anybody who has problem with uh, how we, we, we put across clarion calls on calling our leaders to order, then I think that person need, needs to go and, uh, you know, recalibrate his brain. So if they are going to be doing recalibration of our brains and uh, getting understanding, 
what then should we be hoping for when in the next coming election where we'll still have people come again and campaign what then should we be looking out for because it it seems like we keep on making the same mistakes yeah. over and over yeah. and over yeah. again and i also still am on of the school of thought that this this previous election that has mm. passed yeah. a lot of people were became more sensitized a lot of people mm. were now um um, at the place where they understood governance and what governance should be and how it should be. But moving forward, what, what are those things we should be looking out for uh, uh, before we open the phone lines quickly? We, we need to change our narrative towards the leadership recruitment process in this country because already, already the process has been saturated with ethnicity, religion, and tribalism. Mm. Until and unless we do away with these things and begin to look at pedigree and antecedent with cognate uh, experience, does he have that wealth of experience? But we see, we see pedigree and yeah, antecedent, yeah, yeah. and people applaud it. Pedigrees and antecedents that are not even good. Yeah. And what we see people pack it in a file and brush it very well and still dish it out to the public, and, and we don't see anything done about that. You see, Nigerians are easily forgetful. That's my problem with Nigerians. Mm. We're Mi easily forgetful. Mr. Ali, I wanted to ask you a question yeah. before we start picking calls. Um, you, 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 you made mention of a leader's leadership process. Um, I'm going to ask you a number of questions so we would be clear on this. Um, who is your House of Rep member representing your constituency? Very good. That's a pertinent question. I'm happy for this question. Uh, it's uh, Honorable Dachu Musa Bogos. Okay. Honorable Dachu Musa Bogos represents yes. your, represent what, what community exactly? What constituency? So would know. So yeah, I think uh, uh, just not uh, just East. Okay. So, yes. so, so um, the recent 130 million SUVs, have you or anybody from the community reached out to Bogos to explain what the SUVs are for? When there is that communication gap. Have you tried to reach out to him? Uh, let, let me be very frank to you. Honestly, I've, I've not made that effort. Let so can we, can, we, can we say then that as Nigerians, we like to complain, but I would like to do the work necessary? Yeah, yeah. Like, let me tell you, uh, at the moment, we, his impact is not being felt in this particular community because we're under his constituency. I'm under Holshi District. Yes. This particular place you are seeing is under Holshi District. And his, his presence is not being felt. Okay, so have you, have, you, have you tried to question why his presence is not being felt? To his office. Yeah, uh, yes, we have interrogated that time without numbers. But what, I think this time around, I'm going to take the bull by the horn. Okay. You understand? So we have, we have created in you the resilience or the um, agitated you to make sure that you find out. Yeah, I think I've developed that effort with temerity and uh, audacity <laughs> to do that. All right, thank yes. you so much for that. I'm we'll open the phone lines right now for you to be a part of the conversation. And this morning, 90 or 0812187777. And we're asking you, in your opinion, are the key components of policies that prioritize the welfare of the people and can address the concerns about our leaders' decision-making? Um, we will look at that, and you can be a part of the conversation this one. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. All right, do well to call us back. Hello, good morning. All right, zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine or zero eight one two one eight seven 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 seven. Hello, good morning. Uh, good morning, Abigail. Morning, welcome to the show. What's your name and where you calling us from? Uh, this is Madam Queen calling from Abatua. Go ahead, Madam Queen. Yes, uh, I have a representative, and uh, this these vehicles they don't need them. Mm. They can go for cheaper ones. We are not saying that they should not buy vehicles. Because some of them are new in the system. So they need it. But I want to ask them, like my own representative, yes. if I have opportunity of reaching out to him, 
I will tell him that he should use part of that money to empower people because people are suffering. Mm. A lot of businesses are dying. People don't have money. Those that are in business are almost out of business because the little money that you are using to, to, to do your business, you, you will need more than two times or three, three times of, of, of what the capital that you have. So I want them to empower their people, mm. the palliative that they are giving. Don't give somebody something that you yourself, that you, you know, it's not, what, it's not worthy of that thing. What you know that you cannot accept, don't give it to somebody. So these people, they should be able to reach out to their people. And also people who are in need, they cannot deny it. Mm. So somebody is saying that they should not collect this money. I am not party to that one. But my advice to them is that use this money, share it in your community, empower your people. Let the people feel the impact of this money that they are sharing for All you. Right. Thank All you. right. Thank you so much, Madam Queen. Hello. Good morning. My sister, good morning. Morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name? Where are you calling us from? I just said, go ahead. You see, let me just tell you people one thing. Since democracy, or uh, what did they call it, that in this country, since APC took over to leadership in this country, I'm telling you because since 2015, they maybe very different president of this country to APC uh, party. All their promises. You know, what they know is that for them to be in the office, we had a cry in national television, said that you went for Nigeria. What, how much are Nigerians? Just a, Judy, can you, hold on please, can I, let me ask you a question. Thank you, my brother. Um, Nigeria's leadership problem, did it start with APC? You said? Nigeria's leadership problem, did it start with the APC? Let me tell you, my brother, all of us, did he uh, start with them, Judy? Say yes or no question. It's simple. Yes or no. Did he start with the APC? Did yes. he? Yes. Is that not true? Yes. But it's a yes or no answer. Did it or did it not start? Did it start with the APC or not? It start with APC. Okay. Why? Why? Why do you? Why do you say? Why do you say? Why that? is that? Check, check, please check during the uh, time of uh, Good Lord Jonathan. Yes. Are we experiencing what is happening now? We had okay. Let me hold on. Before before you go on, under Good Lord Jonathan, we had Boko Haram. Under good luck, Jonathan, we had the Chibo girls. Under good luck, Jonathan, we had a lot of an economic crisis too. Under good luck, Jonathan, like many of us are, you know, failing to realize, many people also went out to protest in 2012 against your subsidy. So my question is, was Glo Jonathan a perfect leader? Let me tell you something, Emeka. In 30 seconds, Judith, that's about it. Even in 10 seconds, I will answer you. Okay. Let me tell you something. Uh, During Jonathan, we have protests. But we know that that protest there is to remove power from Jonathan. Boko Haram, during Jonathan, let me tell you, is there anything like bandit? All these things that is happening now. Is he at the time of Jonathan? God bless you, my brother. God bless you too, Jesus. Well, head on to our social media platforms this morning. Don't forget it's www.facebook.com forward slash Jeff and Joss and off Twitter. At Dimas Bala says, why do we keep complaining after electing new leaders, trusting they will do better, but the same issues keep reoccurring? Here is a question. Who is the problem between a voter and who voted for bad leader and is expecting good governance and a leader who manipulates his way to get into power? We are all stakeholders in building Nigeria's project. Hypocrisy is when you believe that the election is free and fair only when your candidate wins the election. Nobody will build your nation. You have to believe in yourself. American was not built but by army of angels, but by human beings like you and I. 
Kevin Lewis says, Nigerian leaders do not have integrity, whatever. They just do things for their own personal and selfish interests, not minding the people's interests. Imagine those unproductive lawmakers buying SUVs of, well, it's not 200 million, we're told. The two does 130, something is 160 each at this perilous period, and also sponsoring a bill to mandate parents to send their children to attend primary school, but they can't pass a bill to prohibit all public office holders from going for studies and medical tourism abroad. They do not deserve those SUVs whatsoever. Why can't they buy small Corolla cars for the civil servants as well? I also need to remind you that the civil servants do also have their problems. Albert Akaya Dagza says, the very reason for the existence of governments is the people. So its policies and programs should revolve and be centered on the people. Any other thing short of that is not policy but business of self in the name of government. Comrade Dawa says the best Mr. President can do to Nigeria is to concentrate on his primary assignment, which is providing good governance of the people of Nigeria rather than being taken away by the activities of ECOWAS. Nigerians are suffering. We deserve the best and we have what it takes to turn this country in a positive way. Absolute Nwachineke says, our political leaders do not care about good economic policies. All they care about is their own welfare. How can you be buying SUVs for yourselves and then you give a bag of rice to an estate with one for the seven houses to share? That's complete recklessness. I arrest my case, he says. Are your daily Agbabieka? The way things are going in this country, you take your take-home pay will surely take you home if you trek. Nigerians, let's stand up and say no to bad leadership that has brought hardship to our country. And he says, stop being docile. And finally, Dafoe Emmanuel says, I really, st- I'm, I'm still in doubt about how our forefathers were living in their time without any problems like ours. May the Lord help us to survive this episode of APC and PDP. I'm sure that if you ask our forefathers, they will tell you that in their own time, they had a, a lot of problems. They were not, we had activists back then who were fighting for the rights of Nigerians. And I'm sure that the, the problems, maybe or maybe not. And there was a philosopher. <laughs> problems. You know, they finish. Mm. Problems are always there. Problems are always there. Um, but before we leave the studio, Mr. Aliu in your final words, um, what do you have to say? Well, my final take on uh, this is that uh, Nigerians should begin to change their narrative through the leadership recruitment process. And then uh, our leaders should also look into the plight of Nigerians and then come to their rescue. That's my final thought on this. When you say come to their rescue, yes. they've, they've brought up the 35,000 naira to senior staff, 25,000 naira for three months to the poorest of the poor. Are those, are those also uh, measures to cushion all of this? You know, extreme measures call for extreme, uh, sorry, extreme situations call for extreme measures. Mm. Though it's, it's not bad, it's a temporary solution, but I think it, it should be extended beyond six months. It should be ensured that well, six months. You know that our debt profile is gradually increasing. We're still collecting loans. We are still even banking on a fresh loan from World Bank. Uh, yeah, it's a fresh loan. It's fresh loan. Yeah, it's fresh. Really, a fresh you know? It's really yeah, a fresh. Yeah. Uh, and and if if we are saying oh they should extend it, can we? Would we? Would the federal government be able to do this for a period of six months? Look, all this all this cries. We're not supposed to be in this. Mess. We're not supposed to be crying. Yeah, Nigeria with the enormous resources, human and material resources, 
that were naturally endowed. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine somebody sleeping with one guy in Nigeria where we have arable land we can plant? No, no, no. It's quite unfortunate. Yeah. It's, it's really, really mm, unfortunate. It's quite but, unfortunate. But one uh, thank you so mm. much. Sorry to cut yourself because of our time, Mr. Ali Ugar, Thanks thank very you much indeed for having me. For coming mm. on the show. Don't forget, this is Let's Talk on your Feel Good Radio Station, J101.9 FM. The news comes up by 10 o'clock. You want to still keep your dads locked on because, as I said earlier, we promise to keep you company. Don't go anywhere. Good morning. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.